This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We watch Gerbert, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so abrupt. We watched Gerbert, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. It's all about Jack and Off. Well, aren't we nasty today? I want to see cats! <laughs> hey. Uh, I'm just chilling. Yeah, baby. Losers, in other words. Hey there. It's my wife. Bazinga. 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 Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Meryl Scream. <laughs> We're here to have good Christian fun. Your yeah, name's Caroline Ely. It is Caroline Ely. Yeah. Does that still feel right? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, movies, music, entertainment, made for, made by, made to, made from Christians, Christianity, the subculture, the seedy underground oh, of not spilling your seed. It's ripe. It's just full of life like underneath a log. It's literally full of life and it's literally giving me life. <laughs> Carmen, I don't think it, I think Jackie it's Velasquez. literally taking Pl- life from no, us. No, it is. It's, I, I, I feel frailer now than when I started the show with you. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're not here to make you go to church or proselytize to you or to make fun of you either. Unless... You believe you are a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just here to have fun. We're not here to I'm quote ki- unquote. I'm king of the dumbasses over here. Oh no, you're the queen of the dumbasses, and I live wow. in a separate kingdom. Gender specific. No, what is good? Uh, we were talking about this before because uh, our guest maybe possibly texted me before they came in and asked me a question, and I responded, "Yes, queen." Uh-huh. And well, we'll talk about that once we introduce her. <laughs> so let's introduce up. her right now. Oh, it's a little too loud, but ladies and gentlemen, she is a writer. She is a comedian, in my opinion. You may know her from the Bad With Money podcast, the Just Between Us podcast. You can check out her book, Please Send Help, coming out July 16th. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Gabby There's so much fanfare. Yeah. No, we want wow. we want to create the illusion Recoiled. that this is a good show to be on. <laughs> oh, and no, that no, no. you should feel honored to be here. I am honored because I see all the I see you post about it. Maybe I'm giving away too much right now. No, go but for I it. see you Do post it. about it with like all your guests or whatever since it started and like and it's all people that I know. And then uh-huh. I'll be like, okay, so he's just, what, literally inviting oh. everyone I know but no. me? No, 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 <laughs> Like, no, no. is that what's fucking happening right now? I also asked Kevin the other day, I was like, why haven't we had Gabby on? What, what's going on Yeah, I said, For- forgettable, <laughs> you hate me. What's the deal? I said, shh, 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 
Not yet, Caroline. Oh, yeah. It's not her time. Oh, okay. No, true. Like, what number episode is this? This is episode 90. Yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> what? I feel like truly uh, part of it is one, I assumed you're busy. You're a busy gal. Okay. And two, we were truly friends. Right. Before mm-hmm. we like, because some people that we've had on here, first time meeting them, five minutes before we record. Yes. Some right. people truly friends. Yeah. But you never want to take, and especially when, this is a true answer, especially when I admire the person as much as I oh. do you, you never want to feel like I'm you're asking taking for advantage. Something. Yeah. So you saved but- Gabby for the Gerbert episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's also- an honor. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I also like on the flip side, like I got shit to promote. Like I got stuff to do. Yeah, no, totally. But it's funny. Like it is like a funny thing where you're like podcasters and friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, are you are you asking for something from them or are you giving them something by having them on? I Well, to me, I always feel like and it probably is truly more of a two way street. But yeah. I do feel like I'm asking something from you. Yeah. Like, like I feel like there's people uh, like, gosh, I, I think of some people where I was friends with them for so long before I asked anything of them because yeah, I never, you're I was scared. like, I was literally friends with, there's a couple of people I'm thinking about particularly where it's like, I was friends with them for five years. No joke. Five years. <laughs> before, before you asked anything. Hey, can you maybe come on the, yeah. you know, and do a thing because. But they're secretly like, Kevin fucking hates me. Yeah. And then when one of them, you're like, will you just be my co-host? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. And Demi no. said yes. <laughs> No, it was different. You should always ask. I Canadian. had this with with Tawny Newsome, noted podcaster, where I wanted to have have her act in a project, and I was like, I asked her, but I was like, I felt like you were going to be so busy, and she's like, well, but I'm an act. Like, just ask. I'm an actor. I would love to act. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you're right. You're right. Well, we're glad you're here. We met you way back in Cleveland, right? Like, yes. I think. Well, I think that's when I met well, you. I met you. You had met her before. 2017 met. December. Y- what? Yeah. How do you know that? Because that's when PodCon was. Oh, PodCon. So we met there. Yeah. I remember you were just debuting that very colorful leather jacket that you had never worn before. And now I see you wear it a lot. I mean, dare I say it slayed? (laughs) Confidence. (laughs) You wear it with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. We we were part of like, I feel like we were, there was like four or five or whatever number of us that were just plucked by Travis McElroy to be like, you are my friend now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was like, (laughs) Me, it was like, we didn't even decide. It was like me, you, Tybee, like whoever. And he was just like, mine. And we all went, okay. Uh-huh. And now we belong to Travis. And, and it he worked. He'll yeah. like roll into town and be like, hey, my friends assemble. And we'll yeah. Like, on the way. Yeah. yeah. And, which has happened literally like four times now in the I last know. two years. Good time. Yeah. Though. I mean, now if any of us stopped being friends with him, would our friendship cease to exist? Probably. Some of, I would drop some, some of, of you <gasps> and I would keep some There's of you. There's only like three of us. I know. <laughs> Wait, we're getting dropped, aren't we? No, you're not getting dropped. You're not getting dropped. Okay, I would never drop redheads. Never. You keep them. We're in danger. You keep them close. Well, I should say I'm endangered. You're freaking fake. We need someone write a think piece about like the cultural appropriation of Of this. Taking on redheads. Really? You're fake, but it looks so natural. Thank you. I'm kind of growing it out now. So it's wow. You're so offended. (laughs) Really? It does. Yeah. Because I could do that without even using any product. I have I, the advantage different. of red hair and then also my natural olive skin that cannot be burnt. <laughs> you're you're a different you're different shades of redheads. Thanks. That's right. No one no one can go in and get what you've got. I, I understand <laughs> it though, because like I didn't go 
through an entire childhood of being called Carrot Top or whatever, sure. like Anne of Green Gables, or and having I just showed strange up, older you know, women with my brunette confidence and was like, boom, I'm a redhead now. Brunette and confidence. I, older women, what now, Kevin? <laughs> well, they would come up to me a lot as a child and yeah. be like, I just love his hair. Oh, yeah. And my mom said, do you want to take him? And they said no. And she said, <laughs> That's very fine. Funny. Parents yeah. love that joke. What's that? Yeah, Parents you love that joke. <laughs> you can have them. You want to take her? Pretty much. No, it was, it. my yeah. mom's go-to was anytime someone offered to help out, like at the grocery store or something, she'd be like, "No thanks, I've got child labor." Oh, that's a good. That's a at least unique one. And they'd always be like, huh. <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> was really good, but actually. I uh, the only anecdote that gets multiple play from when I was a kid at like different holidays and gatherings and stuff is when I stormed upstairs. <laughs> Screaming! This is when I was six years old. I said, "I know now why people have children." And they said, "Why?" And I said, "So they can have sleigh." <laughs> but is that not true? You uh, were woke. You not were true. onto something. Yeah, it's I was onto wrong. something. Yeah, I was a little Norma Ray of the yeah, child I was about labor to say, union. You were labor unionizing. I was about to say. <laughs> Oh These my god. Terrible. No. Yeah. We will not Gosh, stand. A tiny Kevin of being furious is protesting. So funny. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess it's listen the similar vein <laughs> of cat, cat dog. dog vein. Uh, wow. Wait, I told you the Pikachu story, right? No. No, I'll tell you later. Okay, okay great. It's not suitable for this. But Gabby, what is your <laughs> background with religion and so faith you, stuff? You and I have talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. where so my my family's trash and my dad was um, an addict and alcoholic when I was growing up. And so when I was, so we didn't have any religion really, but we were like Jewish and my grandmother's a Holocaust survivor. And when I was nine, my mom was like, oh fuck, uh, everything is chaos. Our, my husband is an addict and an alcoholic. Uh, religion question mark. And so she like went to, or she saw a flyer or something that was like adult education courses at the local synagogue. And she signed up and then she made all new friends and she became like good friends with the rabbi. And then within like, to me, it seemed like almost immediately, but I don't know how long it actually was, but we all of a sudden, like our kitchen was kosher and we were like going to synagogue all the time. And I was at Sunday school and suddenly we were like real Jewish. Up to that point, had you done any like, practicing Jewish stuff or was it just like hey Gabby just nope. so you know you are Jewish we I feel like I knew I was Jewish like we had probably done Hanukkah or stuff like that okay yeah but like it wasn't no it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like a huge thing yeah and I had had um like a baby naming and I had had mm-hmm. a, a I had a Hebrew name and stuff and we like cared you know a little just because like I think Judaism is an ethnicity too. So there's like this whole thing where like, even if you don't really care, like you you have Yiddish words and stuff where like mm-hmm. your mom is like, you're kepi or whatever, which is your head. But like stuff like that. Yeah. Schmutz in your eye or whatever. So, and my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. She almost never talked about it, but she was like very, uh, so like we had it and we knew about it and stuff. We Did knew that we were Jewish. Did you ever talk with her about it? I ended up, yeah, I, I interviewed her um She's in the book that I had come out in January called Bad With Money, which was more memoirish. But I um, I interviewed her for it and I asked her some questions. She dodges a lot of stuff and she was very funny and mean. And then um, she was. She's like Lucille Bluth, like very mean, but great. <laughs> and then I interviewed her about it like on tape. Uh, and then the book was coming out in, in April. And then the book was coming out in January and she passed away in June. So she passed away before oh. the book came out. Oh, no. 
But it was like perfect timing that I got to, like that I had the excuse to interview her before she died. That's which great. was like yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, so she's in the book. She's like all over the book. Uh, but so that, yeah, so it was like, you know, her family had had some, some like money and like a pretty comfortable life in like France and Belgium and then all, everything went to shit. So we like kept that and we're like reverential of that and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we, but I just, we weren't like religious. And then all of a sudden it was like, then I got switched from my public school into a Jewish day school. Oh, wow. So then I was in like a very religious school, which I ended up staying in until I was a senior. And I, I graduated from there. Okay. They pulled my sister, my sister in ninth grade. Uh, they put her in a, in a public high school. Okay. Because by the time, so we were like intensely religious. My sister's four years younger than me. We were intensely religious until like she was in eighth grade. And then my parents were like, well, that was weird. And then put her back in public school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How was that period for you? Like, what was your experience of it? Um, It was pretty fucked up. I mean, I love culturally, like I I learned Hebrew. I love the language. I went to United Synagogue Youth, which is a youth group, Jewish youth group. I went to a Jewish summer camp, Camp Ramah, which is a chain. Did you make friends in Jewish youth group? Absolutely. I'm I'm so curious Mm -hmm. as to how Jewish youth group works. Yeah, I made friends. There were conventions. There were meetings. There were like dances. And yeah, it was like a huge thing. And I was really involved in it with some friends. I never like ran for any councils or anything because in the back of my mind, I was like, this is dumb. But I, but like my friends really cared about it. Um, my boyfriend for all of high school was from my Jewish summer camp. He lived like four hours away and he was like Jewish summer camp hippie for Jews listening. They know what kind of person that is. Um, (laughs) but like, Oh, there was like Jewish summer camp and hippie identity intersect flawlessly. Wow. Guitar. Like I could see that. Yeah. A lot of acoustic guitar, Mm -hmm. Tiva sandals, (laughs) tie dye shirts. Like it's a whole thing. Um, hemp necklaces. It was like huge. So I went to that Jewish summer camp from when I was eight years old to when I was, or yeah, from when I was eight years old to when I was 18. Wow. That's a long time. That's a big deal. Yeah. At those kind of summer camps too. I mean, I know it's a lot of like fun, chilling, hanging out, Mm -hmm. but are there like meant to be big religious experiences when you're there too? Yes. Did you have any yourself, would you say? Or were you still always a little bit of a skeptic? There was, uh, I mean, you prayed every morning. And then there were uh, on Shabbat, so Friday, Saturday, Jews don't use electronics. um, And we don't, and we pray like most, like a lot of the day. And so um, Friday, Saturday was Shabbat. So you like didn't have any, you know, you didn't turn the lights on in your cabin. You didn't use the electronics. You weren't like on your Game Boy or whatever. And um, you prayed Friday night and everyone like got really dressed up. You're supposed to get very dressed up get really dressed up it was a whole thing and then like we would spend the the day that friday before writing like um really nice notes to our friends and then before services you would go around and give out your little notes to your friends um because you're not allowed to write on shabbos so you had to write it beforehand what's the thought behind that you're not supposed to create anything interesting you're supposed to just take stuff in you're supposed to just uh yeah like you're supposed to just read or you're not supposed to create so writing is creating. So um, you would make these little notes for your friends, whatever. It was like a whole big thing. But it was all very, like, there were just things that were very normalized. Like the writing the notes to your friends isn't part of Judaism. It's just a thing that everyone did. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, especially when you were restricted from doing it. You probably just wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, you just wanted to write little notes of like, have a good Shabbat. Like, love you. <laughs> Christy, you're my best friend. Whatever. Um, more like Sarah or Rachel, you're my best friend. Hey. But then... Um, <laughs> And then all Saturday, it was, you know, no electronics and no no whatever either. And then there's a, a service on Saturday night 
called Havdalah, which is very beautiful. And it's um, and it's like you light a candle and there's a lot of really beautiful songs and everyone kind of puts their arms around each other and sings and it's very pretty. And that's like the end of Shabbat. For like four, you know, four or eight weeks at camp, you have like eight Shabbats, four Shabbats. It's like okay. really big part of it. Yeah. But you're praying every morning anyway. Um, our counselors were in, um, a lot of them were Israeli. So we had Hebrew lessons. We spoke Hebrew. We had like Torah lessons at camp. A lot of stuff was like very culturally Jewish, all the songs. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if this is the same for you guys, but there are certain songs that are secular songs, but we have just decided they are Jewish songs. <laughs> we have a couple of those. Yeah, I, I feel like it's not super common, at least for Christian camp. For but... me, it was Everywhere by Michelle Branch. <laughs> think... That was a Christian but song. But yeah, is that like just you or is that all Christians think that? Uh, no, I think you will find pockets of people where it's like, actually, if you listen to it, this song's about God's grace. Or oh, this song wow. is actually about the glory of God. Like, what were those songs for you guys? I mean, okay, people don't believe me, but we were just talking about this at the other camp. I just went camping with a bunch of people. Um, Wagon Wheel? We've like claimed what? it as a Jewish song. <laughs> Wait, by Old Rocky Crow Mama Medicine like Show? Red by, Wagon Wheel. Uh, I only know the I only know the Darius the country version. Song, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, but <laughs> rock me, Mama, yeah. like a wagon. Yeah, Jewish summer camp song. That just um, sounds like a camp song, you know. Like that's I don't not, know like, because other now like, let's feel the Jews feel the God. Rock me, Jews, dreidel like a well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Jews love that song. Also, Good Riddance by Green Day. <laughs> I think everyone just loves this. I songs. don't know. These are like I, Jews. Oh, write in, write in, and tell us because <laughs> I feel like I'm right. Just Jewish things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm wrong. I have a playlist on my phone called Jewish Summer Camp 2002, and it is oh, all shit like that's that. Great. Yeah, you know, I, as you're describing like your um, Shabbat service and everything, um, it, it's interesting comparing because I feel like with most Christian camps, because Christianity is so centered around like the salvation. Mm-hmm transaction so many of those saturday night services are like the climax take them home seal the deal oh. get everyone to get saved that night or rededicate their life or confess a sin or something there's supposed to be these like like damn breaker yeah we evenings. don't have any of that yeah so it, it's interesting hearing like it's still a religious practice you have going on but a lot of it's like um, on your own, you're you're praying or whatever, yeah. and it's not really a. There isn't like a shift necessary for you guys. You're already in. I mean, it's <laughs> it's very hippy dippy. There's a freaking candle, and everyone's got their arms around each other, and we're like chanting and like hugging and like. It's very like feel good. Like, it's more about like the sense of unity and yeah. like connection rather oh, yeah. than like what's your journey now and For like sure. what do you need to give up to God or something like that. No, it's very like about each other now that oh. you, you're talking about that. Because like also this big thing and, and this was like huge part of it. And I think that's why it was like you're at a Jewish summer camp. You're at a Jewish youth group. You're at a Jewish day school. So I didn't I had like two friends who weren't Jewish basically for for all of growing up. And it was very like you were rewarded for marrying another Jew. So like the it was now I'm older, I realized all of it was set up so that you would find so I would find out a Jewish husband. Wow. Okay. Because you were encouraged. So that was to like, like the big pressure you huge. felt a lot of the time of like yes. this is all a uh, matchmaking. It's scenario. all matchmaking. <laughs> You're encouraged to like go to dances and like with each other. And like I think like I mean I know that they want you guys to find spouses, but like in Christianity it's very like I feel like very platonic or something. But in Judaism, they were like literally just like 
pushing us no, at each other. It was like <laughs> truly because that's like, so funny, like trying to get you all horny for each yes. other as opposed to the, <laughs> the other. Way. And I think <laughs> because I think like there's such a pathological thing in Judaism of like make more Jews. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Like it yeah. just yeah, like we're always diminishing or, or being threatened mm-hmm. in one way or another. So like we need to keep this alive. Yes, self preservation. Yeah. Whereas right. I, I feel like Christians also have that, but it's more of like an invasion mindset of like <laughs> we, we need get to in fight every back. school yeah every government like building we need to have more of Jews us are to just like, like let's make more of us and then just like i don't know it so it was very and you were very rewarded in very tangible ways like like what um camper ma i was just at another camper ma because uh, it's a chain and i went to the one in georgia and camper ma uh, if you meet someone at camp and marry them your name goes on like a plaque what wow. to be like yeah <laughs> If you, I went on Birthright, which is um, a trip that they take Jews get to go back to Israel for free. And I went on Birthright, and it was like, if you meet your spouse on Birthright, um, Birthright will pay for your honeymoon. No. It's shit like that. That's- yeah. <laughs> Did, surely people have scammed the system. I don't in some know. Way. I don't That's know. That's wild. But I remember I was in okay. college and well, so the the reason when I say like things weren't good, I mean, I loved all this stuff. I loved Judaism. I was so involved in it. I was like best friends with my rabbi's kids. Like I was so, so, so into it. But also at the same time, I was not straight. So I would get these messages that were like, get a husband or like these kind of things that I felt weren't exactly right. And I would sort of be like, okay, but what about this? And people would be like, no, 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 no. Mm. And so I I had like a rough time in high school where I was sort of like, okay, I think in order to do what I want, I can't be a part of this. So I mm. have to leave. Mm. And, um, and so I, I mean, but also like a lot of the other stuff with Judaism was very social justice facing. Like, I remember when uh, the conflict in Darfur was ha- was like more prevalent in the media. Like we were like really involved in that. Like went to protests for like Darfur and like went to like, you know, got these rallies together for Sudan and all this stuff. Like it was all very um, progressive in certain ways and like very like social justice and very like um, charitable actions based in some ways. But then it was also like, like I said, I remember on Birthright, I was like, well, what if I don't find my husband on Birthright? What if I find my wife on Birthright? And they were like, Okay, like thought I was a troublemaker. Oh, they thought you were just doing like being doing contrarian it to be contra- or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Right. Well, I was going to ask too. Like, I'm. Well, I know there's so many like kinds of Judaism or whatever, mm-hmm. but if there's also this, uh, like a surge inside of Judaism of like, please stop focusing on marriage because one, marriage isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. Two, heterosexual marriage isn't for everyone. Yeah. And like, can I have a valid? whole existence without having a partner and progeny or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I had a thing where like my girlfriend in college was Jewish and I remember there was kind of a thing where I was like, are people going to freak out that she's a girl, but then be totally fine because she's Jewish. Mm. Because if I had a boyfriend who was not Jewish, that was like fucking end of the world. But if, but then there was like a thing where it was like, oh, she's got a girlfriend, but she's Jewish. So it's fine. (laughs) Like truly. Yeah. Because at least our children would be in like a Jewish home. Yeah. Um, and I remember I had this this uh, Catholic boyfriend and uh, someone, another Jewish person told me that I was making a huge mistake because assimilation into uh, secular culture was the number one problem facing Judaism today. And that I was like contributing to that. Wow. 
And I was like, whoa. I, feel- think, I feel like we have bigger problems, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, this feels very similar to what I imagine certain, what people in certain racial groups go through when mm-hmm. it comes to interracial dating stuff. Yes. And some of the stigmas attached to different variances sure. or combinations. Obviously, it's so different because everything's different and yeah. nothing is like a one-for-one yeah. analog, but it sounds like a lot of the kind of loaded politics that get attached to that. Yeah, I would say it's funny because I grew up the way I did and like I really only, you know, I knew only knew Jewish kids and like and the second I got to college, like since from college till now, so I'm 31, I think I've had three Jewish partners at like as soon as I got I was like out the gate every person I've dated is just the waspiest most like non-Jewish people like of all time like I just went like fuck you (laughs) went hard the other way um and then I think but so then I was like very I was very like but the type of Judaism that I was involved in was like conservative slash modern orthodox there's other types of Judaism um reconstruction and reform those are the ones where it's like the rabbi's a woman and the cantor's a lesbian and everyone uh, plays the tambourine. And this we're is all like very... Catherine Hahn and Transparent. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, yes. <laughs> so there are different types of Judaism. Yeah. And yeah. I think like things have li- lightened up a little bit. Like I wasn't like, you know, Orthodox is obviously who you see walking around with like the, the wigs on their heads and the black hats and right. stuff. Um, and then the the reform and reconstructionists are very like LGBTQ friendly and like, yeah. you know, obviously with churches, there's different stuff, too. Yeah, it was just I was only thinking about that, too, because I feel like with even somewhat conservative Christianity that we were raised in, there was still a push of being like, hey, we don't all have to be married and mm. you can be whole and single. Like, look at Paul. Wasn't he all about that? And there no. was like a light push for that I think at no, least a because little bit be like let's let's recognize this even now when they're like it's okay to be gay they're like but seriously where is your Jewish wife <laughs> like it's very like it's still very that um okay oh so you were saying on birthright was when you really started being vocal more about it of like what if I didn't do this um do I feel like that's when things also started to change for you and you a lot of my friends got married like straight out of college and they are still married and they have kids and they're like very Jewish um and they some stuff changed where like my friends like met some guys and these guys were way more religious. And so they were kind of being, I had seen, this is like whatever, but I had seen them in high school being like, we were all like in the same group together, but they, and we were like religious, but they were like partying, you know what I mean? And then they would, and then they like met, then they were like with these guys who were like very, um, what's it called? Shomer Nagia. Do you know Shomer Nagia? No. So Shomer Nagia is when um, you are a guy or a girl and you uh, have de- have devoted yourself. You're not going to touch any one of the opposite sex till you're married. Not even touch. Not hold hands. Nothing. No touching. Ooh. So a lot of people. So like, you know, if you'll go in to hug someone, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Shomer Nagia. And you go, oh, OK, sorry. Um, so like wow. a lot of them like then got did like the whole re-virginizing thing where they were like, yeah, yeah, I'm like dating this Shomer Nagia person. And I'm I also I'm totally fine and we're going to wait until marriage and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, this is wild that this is happening. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, I, girl, I've seen you do some shit. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and so all of them uh, became married people like that and became like very religious and they have, and still and they have two kids and like the kids are in like the Jewish Community Center youth group and like all this kind of stuff. Like they just kind of re redid everything, stayed exactly where it was. And I, I was like, 
I, I don't know. I, I I was like a weirdo and an artist and like I didn't want that. And I didn't want anything to do with that. And I had this boyfriend who like I definitely could have gone to uh, college with him and like married him and we would be – he lived in Israel for a while. He married an Israeli woman. Like he lived in a yeshiva. Like they're very religious. And like that's how it could have gone. But I was like I need to go to a different college because I need to get away from, from this. So when I got to college – so then I like was like f- rejected Judaism hard. Was like fuck you Judaism for mm-hmm. so long. And then all of a sudden, like slowly after I stopped being so mad, I like came back. Like at last year of college, I was like making kugel for people and like, which is like a Jewish noodle dish. And like, and like, um, went back to synagogue for the first time and like started, you know, wearing the Jewish star again and all this. And now I'm like mixed. Like I, I think like people really see me as Jewish with, I guess sense of humor or nose or whatever they're seeing. Um, they're like, that's like a Jewish person. And then because of like the rise of anti-Semitism now and all of a sudden, like it's almost like you just like forgive. You're like, things are going to shit right now. So I forgive all of you and we just need to focus on what are we doing? Like, yeah. so it kind of came fully back around where I'm like not, and my parents are like, that was weird that we were trying to use that to cover up for alcoholism and addiction. Anyway, sorry. Um, because I was really, really upset. Like, I was really um, upset for a lot of high school because I was just like, you know, I think I didn't have any queer role models. I was told it was bad. Like, it was like, I was really, really, really depressed. And that is religion's fault. But I also, like, came back around to, like, the ethnicity part of it completely where, like, there's just stuff that you're never going to get rid of. Like, it's just so deeply culturally ingrained. Like, I'm, you're never going to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm... Why? Like telling everyone in my life they need to be wearing a sweater. Like just like things that are like, or I don't know, like I think Jews have a really dark sense of humor. We were, I was just at this camping thing and a, and there was like a, a poetry performance and a bunch of people are, and it's all different religions of, you know, it's every, every type of person. Let's say there's like 12 people and like four of the people are Jewish, right? Um, and they're uh, of the staff members of this thing. These, this poetry performance goes on and the poetry performance gets really, really dark unexpectedly. And all of a sudden it's like very triggering for people. And so a bunch of people leave. And later my friend was like, did you notice that uh, everyone who left was not Jewish and the people who stayed and were completely fine and could stomach <laughs> it were all the Jewish staffers? And we were like, why is that? And we were talking about it and we were like, just dark sense of humor, intergenerational trauma, like not, like everything bad. Like you're like, we don't get up and leave. Like if something bad is happening, we're just like, like swallow it, swallow it. Like just this kind of like, do you know John Mulaney's bit about his Jewish girlfriend? Yeah. So like that, like I get told that all the time. Like the thing where he's talking about how he dated um, non-Jewish, he dated uh, Christian women and he would be like, what's wrong? And he'd be like, nothing. And they'd be like, what's wrong? Nothing, sigh. And he's like, my Jewish girlfriend kicks in the door and goes, my stomach hurts. <laughs> and like, that is me. Like, that's me. That's most Jewish women I know are like that. Like, it's just these things that I don't know. Like, you, it's hard to, it's hard to like be like, because it almost comes, it, it's like whether or not you believe in Hashem, God is like irrelevant when you're just like so fucking Jewish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've come like kind of back around to it. What are, what are your thoughts on Hashem? Well, I used to really, like, I used to really believe in it. Like, I would, this is, like, very cute and stupid and silly. Um, Welcome to But I Christian can talk fun. about it on this show, I think, <laughs> yeah. Is there's a prayer called the Shema, which is, like, a one-sentence prayer. You can just, it's kind of all-purpose. You can say it whenever. It's just, like, kind of, like, you know, 
it's just like to make you feel better or if you need help or whatever. It's like yeah, very, almost like a mantra. Or something. Yeah, it's a mantra. It's like Shema Yisrael Adonai Elohim Adonai Echad, and you just keep. It's like you know, you just keep repeating it. And um, and if I went on a roller coaster and I was scared, I would say the Shema the whole time. Oh, that's <laughs> so great! I love that. I love when that. I was a kid. And like, and I remember thinking, and I think about that a lot because I'm like, you really thought God was helping you on the roller coaster? You really thought it. <laughs> but you don't feel like a dumbass looking back on that. It's like that was your framework at the time. But I'm trying to think of like what it was like to really think I was talking to God. I think I really thought like if I did it a bunch of times, God would hear and I wouldn't get hurt on the roller coaster. <laughs> like I really. One more time and that that's the one that's going to get to him. I really okay. would like. I, I think I, I don't know. I, maybe I was just hedging my bets, but I don't know. I really like, I don't believe that way now. Like I don't do that now, but like I, I try to remember cause it's almost like, I mean, when I, I think I was like 14. My grandmother passed away and I was like, God is dead, which is very edgy. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. There's, yeah. there's movies that say something contrary to that idea. <laughs> there's three of them actually. <laughs> But I really like, I think like I just like, I lost someone in my family and then I was like, well, God can't be real because this happened. Yeah. And oh, then it was all downhill from there. That, yeah. Yeah. And then I was just like, well, and then I started learning more stuff and then I was like, God isn't real. But I try to remember like when I earnestly thought I was talking to God, like what, 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 what was, how did I, what an innocent little time. Like what <laughs> yeah. was that? I think there's something so uh, nice about it too, because now that I am too an adult and don't pray on roller coasters anymore or mm -hmm. something like that, because well, you avoid roller coasters altogether. I well, they're the devil's yeah. landslide. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I just I I think like you get to a certain level of maturity and you're like, oh, you know, I wouldn't bother my mom with this, so surely I'm not going to bother God with this or whatever. You know, like this is so teensy. I'll deal with it or whatever. And there's something kind of amazing about like a kid's true faith assumption of like, this is just as important as yeah. Darfur. Uh, yeah. I'm in scared and in danger. Whoa. And to be like, I I think there's something to, that's cool with a kid's mind of being like, I'm important. Even this like little yeah. fear that I have, like that God thought, would be listening, you know, wouldn't like, think like you're a moron. I just thought like God will get to it when he gets to it, you know, yeah. but like, yeah. he's an inbox uh -huh. zero God. He'll get to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Like, uh -huh. Yeah. He'll get to it. Right back. And uh -huh. also the idea that God was a man was not, didn't sit well with me. Sure. Yeah, that I was one's like a little kind of, feminist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so even then it was like troublesome. Oh, I yeah, I found some old journals and I was like very like very feminist in high school, very like outspoken about like while cuz the gender roles too of Judaism really fucked with me where I was like I don't like this. Like where it would be like okay, the women sit in the back cuz in synagogue sometimes the women sit in the back and the men sit in the front. What? And yeah. Or like sometimes women, you know, women can't be rabbis or women can't come up on the the um, bima, the stage. Or like all these sort of things that like there's rules for like what women do and what men can do. And there was this prayer called Eshet Chayel, which my mom hates. But it's like this prayer that's supposed to be like a husband says to his wife to like bless her. And it's kind of like, or it's just a poem kind of, but it's got gets used that way. And it's like, it's kind of like, it's like women of women of valor. And a lot of it is like about how she takes care of him and stuff. And I, and, and a lot of times it's used as like a compliment. And I remember my mom kind of being like, I hate that fucking prayer. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like condescending in yeah, a way. Yeah. It's like, thanks for doing the laundry, baby. Like it's yeah, like that. It's and, amazing. Yeah. yeah and I was like, what if I don't want to do some dude's laundry? And so I was all up in arms all the time about stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like that's so valuable. Like your queerness was so helpful, I feel like, in that situation mm -hmm. too, because 
if you had just been like, you know, straight middle of the road, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you probably, probably wouldn't have had a lot of these like pro protestations. Maybe you would have, yeah. but like, but it really was tangible for you because you're like, I literally don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. and I never will probably. So like this whole thing is a problem for me. That's yeah. a nice. And I think that's really amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Bring that to the I table. mean, yeah, I was almost going to say that's a nice spin, but it's just a more, it's such a kinder perspective on like, what for a lot of people who grow up in really intensely religious environments that their queerness does feel like, oh shit, this is like ruining my life or it's weighing yeah. me down or it's kind of oh, destroying me from like the inside this. out. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying like, ooh, what a cool thing. You no, know? no, I'm I like, understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've no, like, but the idea that it is a sort of canary in the coal mine of like, oh, there's something here that's kind of not good and messed up. And totally. I'm telling you yeah, it because was- it's like something that's beyond like the immediate common sense around you and all authority that would Mm -hmm. say xyz yeah i mean yeah my i mean even like my you know my parents are are straight and married to each other and my we never did asia kyle because my mom was like fuck this (laughs) which is like you know was also like put up a flag for me to be like yeah wait a minute (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't have to love this i also didn't like like there were things like there's something called koli shah which is um, the voice of a woman. So you're not you're not supposed to sing that loud. Some some parts of Judaism. This is not all Judaism. Some parts you're not supposed to sing that loud because um, if a man hears your voice, he might get distracted from his prayers. Hubba, oh hubba. <laughs> who's there singing? Yeah. Wow. Basically, exactly that. Oh gosh, it is. I mean, it's it just never ceases to be so tiresome I to know. me to realize like how in almost every religion, women pay the price. Yep. Like there's every time like there's some weird rule on and isn't it. it beautiful that that's what unites us all <laughs> Jew and Gentile like that it's the woman's we fault we really do have so much in common I know <laughs> no but it's, it's just oh it just makes me exhausted yeah and, and so better. there were all these rules that I just was like this doesn't seem yeah this seems bad guys but I don't know mm. I think my mom was just looking for something and it just so happened to be like Judaism's the thing but I, but I like I appreciate the like knowing all the food and knowing the language and knowing the mm-hmm. the songs and all that kind of stuff. And then it's fun to like it's weird to have come back to it. And also, what's I was I I was in um Moment Magazine, which is this like big Jewish magazine. Uh, as like a they interviewed a bunch of us famous a Jewish young, yeah mm-hmm. what a big Jewish magazine uh-huh. yeah yeah. <laughs> they interviewed a bunch of us like famous Jewish millennial whatever people about like how are, how is our Judaism different from our parents. And I was like, it's funny because I had a girlfriend at the time and she was not Jewish. And I was like, I grew up like pushing this away, being like, fuck this, all this shit. And then and then we don't even we're not we were not married. We did not have a child. There was no idea to have a child. And I said something about like our future child's bar mitzvah. And she was like, well, why would our kid have a bar mitzvah? And I was like, I'm sorry, uh, our kid is having a bar mitzvah. (laughs) And I have no idea where inside of me that came from. Like, I, like, I, right. the like child never doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm just like, hey. The idea that my future kid wouldn't have a bar mitzvah was like insane to me. It was so ingrained in you. Yeah. That I was like, well, of course they will. Yeah. And then I was thinking back to when I like didn't want to do my Haftorah and my mom was like, you're fucking doing it. And I was like, you don't even care. You don't even make us do Asia Kyle. You don't even give a shit. And they were like, oh, I care. And you're like, okay. Yeah, so it sounds like you you have enough critical distance from all this stuff Mm -hmm. that instead of weighing you down and being kind of a burden and kind of a more, like a reminder of more difficult things in your life, it can be more 
like a tool set you can pull out whenever you yeah. need or like something valuable that you can, you know, it's like the fine china that you take mm-hmm. out of the cupboard when you want to have certain company over. Use the parts that you like. Yeah. Don't use, yeah, like, I mean, definitely you got to keep Purim. You guys ever been to Purim? <sighs> okay, it's Jewish Halloween and Jews hate when we call it that, but that's what it is. It happens in March. Can you dress up mostly. spooky? Yes, you dress up in a costume. Really? Any costume, doesn't have to be spooky. It's not tech. It's not spooky. It's just costumes. Okay. Oh, I um, know costumes is part of it. I know there's like the booths that you set up. You do set up booths. Okay. Yes, there's a carnival. So there's some- a Purim carnival. <laughs> there was like this series of books that was like little girls in various points of history, and you yeah. got to read their story. And one of them was like a Jewish girl in 1920s New York, and there was a whole chapter on pure Purim. So Purim carnival, like, baby. So there's a, we set up a carnival. You dress up. The the only thing is, instead of going around asking for candy, you're supposed to go around and give out candy. But you can, but that means you're getting candy, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, and it's like, and that's like the mo- that's like there's like noisemakers. So like there's one guy that's like the bad guy in the story, and when they read the story out loud, all the kids shake noisemakers to drown out his name, and it's real fun. And I had a, a boyfriend in college who was Catholic. And I was like, do you want to ever go to like a Jewish thing, like a like a synagogue thing? And he was like, yeah, okay. And so I brought him to Purim and he was like, Judaism rules. And I was like, no, <laughs> let me explain. This is once a year. This is not always. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a this weekly thing. Yeah, this Jesus isn't the whole time. Rules. He was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. That's We're great. not doing this every week. We should do a Purim episode uh, where we dress up for this podcast. Home for Purim. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, every story is like some people tried to erase us and kill us, but then we persevered. Holiday. Hey. And that's the plot of Purim. That's the plot of Hanukkah. It's the plot of all of them. Yeah. A lot of people have been trying to kill us. It's, it's a durable sure. formula. Yeah, yeah, you're not if wrong not a little about depressing. It. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Tale. Well, thanks for sharing your story and your oh. history with religion and stuff. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have you ever had such a Jewish guest? Uh, we had Tybee, who was a very yes, Jewish guest. Tybee, Guy Branham. We had Guy Branham, who was a very Jewish guest, and we had oh, someone I know recently someone else that I'm... was a very Jewish guest. Yeah, I'm forgetting. But yes, but I uh, we've never heard your particular story, though. Okay, so great. great. Yeah, take. thank you. I really enjoyed hearing it. it I've wonderful. always been curious about it, too, of what that was like for you growing up. Thanks. And how it is now, so I'm glad I got to hear it. Real yeah. quick, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> uh, if I... it's not God, then what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> What is the meaning of life? To try to make things easier for uh, other people and yourself. Love it. That's it. I like that. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. (laughs) This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive into the topic. Kevin's a person, and he's my friend. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice to be reminded. Wow. I don't know what you would do with a soundboard. Actually, I do. Because you kind of had a soundboard for my (laughs) birthday party like three years ago, two or three years ago. That was a good time. The Steve Harvey Family Feud one, and it was chaotic. Uh, Gabby, what is your impression of Christian pop culture? Because you didn't have a lot of exposure to it growing up with your Almost none. I imagine that it is very... I mean, we don't really have like a guy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. y'all like have Jesus. You like love Jesus. We don't have a guy. Like there's no guy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> a soundboard? I, before we start recording, I, I described Caroline again as professional only to hear. Okay. What's that? Our guest is speaking. <laughs> what is that? Sounds of sex. Uh, oh, sex soundboard. Was nice. that truly? Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. okay, so we don't on. have a guy. Or Gabby, you guys don't have I'm a sorry. guy. We don't have a guy. Mm-hmm. So like, all, like you guys yeah. have all these like love songs to Jesus. We don't have that. Wow. Yeah, you would only sing love songs to like, I guess just capital G God. If if you were I guess to, sing to God or like, well, I did used to listen to Israeli rap, and that was like very political. But it wasn't like it wasn't like religious. Yeah, it wasn't like we love God or anything. Is but like, Yahoo Israeli rap or just Jewish rap? He's just Jewish rap. Okay, he's Jewish rap. But like that's not about that's just like that's about like nature. He raps about like he's a hippie. He's a mm-hmm. he's a hippie. We don't have Jesus. We just are hippies. Yeah. But so like I I feel like a lot of it is like here's my impression of Christian pop culture. Normal, 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 hard left into Jesus. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does be- kind of become a lightning rod kind of depository for all the feelings that you would normally express about just life and the world or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever. And he just because he takes all of that instead of you putting it where you would usually in real life. So like romantic feelings, go to God. Sexual feelings, kind of go to God. Like (laughs) daddy feelings. Daddy feelings. Definitely go to God. Abandonment issue, like the whole thing. And he kind of takes it all on as he did on the cross for us. Wow. And and maybe, (laughs) wow. And then the, I guess the core thing too is like because so much of our uh, focus and our teaching and everything is about like your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Sure. So you talk and imagine and feel and experience Jesus the way you're supposed to 
with like a person in your life, mm. but but the person that feels like every relationship whole for you. Interesting. If, if it's a relationship, he's been ghosting my ass for twenty years. <laughs> he is a ghost. Yeah, exactly. maybe you've been he's ghosting holy him. ghost in my ass. No, Do you ever feel like so. you've been ghosting <laughs> Jesus, Kevin? Mm-hmm. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is what I wanted to talk about. You know about that there is like a youth pastor like, who's like, you have been ghosting the Lord. You're leaving. Don't Jesus leave on God red. <laughs> Ah! Have you been sliding into Jesus's DMs lately? Like, well, maybe honestly, that's why he's not sliding into yours. That is a real person. <laughs> You're doing a bit, but that is a full, real human being. Yeah, y'all want to talk about Fifty Shades of Grace? How about that? Okay. Uh, that's my impression of Christianity. Is what you just did. <laughs> yeah, it's just like like corny bad repackaging of <laughs> yeah, yes. corny repackaging. Of Welcome to Good culture. Christian. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, speaking of corn. Gerbert. Uh, Gerbert. Okay. Gerbert. So, so I saw that it was from 1988, which mm-hmm. is the year I was born. Yeah. 1988 wow. to 1991 is when Gerbert was, was on the, when he was born and he died shortly thereafter. <laughs> what was he on? Uh, Molly. <laughs> no, I was on like uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network. Well, it was a production at TBN, but then they re-aired the... Okay, so I kind of screwed up in how I designed this episode because what? there was a deal that Gerbert, like who... <laughs> I'm going to feel crazy saying his Gerbert. name like 30 times in the next 30 minutes. But whoever made Gerbert <laughs> made a deal with PBS okay. to re-air them with like secular versions, which is similar deal to what VeggieTales Veggie did back in the day as well. So this oh. is pre-VeggieTales. So they cut out most of the God and Jesus stuff from an episode and then put that version on PBS, which I think is the version we watched this time. Because as you may have noticed, and this is the episode you can find on YouTube. It's called The Cat's Meow. It's about Gerbert. Getting a cat. (laughs) Getting a cat. I mean, sort of. That's sort of what it's about. It's It's about a lot of things. It's about a lot. And there was so little Christian content in it. And Mm. then I kept watching episodes like, are they all like this? Is it this much like kind of thematically Christian LaCroix? Where it's like, we're not really talking about anything other than like, there was names in the Bible of the animals. And it is, there were more heavy themes. Oh, and then they cut them out, I think, for that. So I, oh, in, crap. A, in addition to the cat's meow, I also did watch um, an episode called Forgive and Forget. And I did clip out a few things that you okay. guys might enjoy that we can watch maybe okay. later. Well, I feel responsible, too, because you gave me two options and I chose the cat one. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, but I set you up for failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this, as was, I do every week. this one. <laughs> but this episode of Gerbert did exactly what I thought, which is... Normal, 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 hard left into Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, Gerbert, I did grow up with. No. I watched. You watched this? Oh, you watched Gerbert? I watched Gerbert a lot. This is Ugh. real? We had the VHS tapes that my mom bought, and I was texting her today. Uh, how how much did we watch Gerbert growing up? She's like, oh, I don't know, three times a week. About <laughs> so it wasn't like, oh yeah, I think I saw him once. It was like oh, it was heavy, but it must have been when we were like three or four years old because I don't have like a lot of solid memories except for we did have a Gerbert doll and <gasps> oh. he was missing pants. So <laughs> I have I have this like distinct memory of being so like fascinated but also weirded out by a junkless Gerbert. <laughs> 
and just having his orange smoothness in the Porter household when oh, I was a young like, boy, and how that was confused. Yeah, is he what beyond is he gender? Be? I know that's the first question: is what is a what Gerbert? Is Gerbert? What? Is he a boy? I wrote that in my no- I think, notes. I think I it's just a little I think it's boy. A boy. It's just a puppet. Yeah, boy. I think it's supposed to be a little child, but it's. It, it's not right and it, it's like kind of like in the shape of a potato yeah and i was sort of hoping like he looks like a cabbage patch doll maybe yeah but a red but he's like this Orange. distinct color he and looks I like was a smashed hoping, pumpkin i wanted him to just be an animal you know yeah. and like just be a he's elf he's thing. an alien yeah but he's kind of airing into like muppet but like minimal yeah <laughs> you don't want a minimalist muppet no That's bad news. disgusting <laughs> where are his parents does he live alone oh, why he's a lonely child i mean lives by himself okay i did look Gerbert up the wikipedia is not okay. <laughs> yeah I, okay. he has a, a dad like Where's so dad? i saw a listing in the cast at some point he did have a dad but otherwise, it just seems like there's this neighbor lady, and then yeah, some children she showed up in. way late. Mrs. Deegan, that's Ms. right. She showed Deegan. up very late in the game, and I had no idea what her like. I it was like She's only, cute. but it was like only him, and uh-huh. then random stuff, in and then house. all of a sudden there were live people. Yeah, very uh, uncomfortable. I feel like it was supposed to be like Mr. Rogers. You know how there's the there's like the woman who comes and talks to Daniel Tiger every once in a while. Mm-hmm. They're not related necessarily. But you're right in that he should be an animal because this is like we've done a few kind of like Christian kids video stuff. Mm-hmm. One was with the singing songbook. One was <laughs> with a singing robot who had the whole singing Bible mouse. programmed into him. And those were even as uh, creepy as those got. It wasn't oh this is just a human and they look strange like there's some sort of alone yeah there's something wrong that happened and we're not acknowledging it or talking about it but something went bad yeah and well also when i was watching the show it occurred to me like oh no this is a show for babies babies babies. because it made no sense little babies yeah it was like random songs a lot of animals gerbert's voice let's talk about his voice Let's talk Hi. about... Hi, I'm Gerber. No. Hey, uh, you know what? It's time to watch the show. But right after the show, you know what we're going to do? We're yeah. going to talk about what we learn. Yeah. Because we always what? learn stuff. You know why? Because God is always teaching us. So all we got to do is watch real close and listen. And we'll hear God talk to us. <laughs> See you after the show. <laughs> when Gerber goes this. quiet... That is... <laughs> I really yeah. like it. Yeah, that's what we like. Yeah. That's- this feels like a character you would do. This feels <laughs> wow. like an extension He's of right yourself. Yeah, I think so. Wow. He's a little boy. It was uh, the show was created by a man named Andy Holmes, who also voices Gerbert. So it's kind of an so auteurist. <laughs> Please arrest him. And does he all still the travel the country teaching puppeteering after all these years? You bet your sweet well, body does. No. You know, I was thinking like this is probably a professional puppeteer who really pushed for it. You what know? if you were like, just we like really Gerbert is it. Frank Oz? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> From the Jim Henson company. There's kind of a low point where, yeah, he was kind of yeah. on the outs with the with the Hensons. I would um, have liked it more if there were more puppets. Yeah. I think the cat should have been a puppet. Like, yes. that would have solved a lot of their problems they seem to have wow. with this Well, cat. first of all, very unprofessional cat. <laughs> That cat did not want to be there. Off constantly, and Gerbert's like, uh, hey, uh, come back here, kitty. Uh, uh, over I'm here. get a new cat. What is this accent? Right. Okay, shortly after I started I'm this video, get a new cat. I just heard Nate like, 
hey, can you put some headphones in? Oh my <laughs> like, god! Oh, he's probably grossed out by voices like <laughs> this. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I want everything to be perfect. Get it? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. I've got a little cat bed, and I've got a little. This is when cat he gets pillow, southern. And I've got a little cat pajamas and a little cat nightcap too. So it's just like mine. We'll be twins. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just can't wait till I get my new cat. Life will be. Wonderful. Life will be I wonderful. Imagine this is like how you sounded as no! a little boy. <laughs> Give me a break. Because he has red hair. Now I know why people have kids. <laughs> so they can have slaves. I want to see cat dogs. No, that's not what I sounded like. I had depth and range. No, you don't even know. No, I think this is you. No, guys. Wait, is that you what my parents so got me, Gerbert? <laughs> It imprinted on me. And it there's can no- not have an effect on you. Wow. Wow. So much of this show. Three times a week, apparently. Which yeah. is mind-blowing. Yeah. That I had this much oh, exposure. No. Yeah, it was not good. Like radiation. It's not good for okay. you. Okay, why is he getting a cat? He just went, uh, cause, so he can have a friend, I think. He's a lonely boy. Lonely. And now in, in the other episodes that I watched... He does have more human friends that kind of hang out with him, and okay. they, they like have more exchanges and interactions. But this was like, especially for the first half of this episode, it's just kind of a one puppet show that he's Very putting creepy on, and lonely, including and including a segment in which I think Gerbert is canceled. Hey yo 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 hey yo 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 where's my yo yo? Ah uh, yeah, that bumped for me as right. well. Cancel Gerbert twenty nineteen. Gerbert. Was not, yeah, he was very insensitive in that moment. A little bit. Yeah, and I'm not. I wasn't really following that whole sequence, too. Like, he became a radio character, but it was visual. And this is the most, this is the trippiest one we've done. Yeah, feel very trippy. It is abstract. I don't know for the listener if they've watched it, but there's no, like, the, the through line is from one segment to the next, it's manic. Yeah. It is manic. (laughs) It's a good way to describe it. It is like we're doing this, and then we're doing this, and then we're doing that, and they're loosely connected, but not really. They have no respect for the three-year-olds that are watching this show. No, and it hops around tonally. It hops (laughs) around like content-wise. When he's Uh just on iChat going through all the different countries riding a horse or something. (laughs) What the hell is that? Come on, dancer. Come on, dancer. Come on, chicken cat to Tori. Get her done. Come on, Rory. All right, look at that. It's the $20,000 pyramid. And he's making game show references. I have a theory. Yes. I think that it's they don't they don't have an episode in mind. They just get the guy in the booth and he just riffs for forty five minutes. He just does whatever he wants for forty five minutes and they do the episode around that audio. Yeah, comparatively, the Dona Man has the thematic cohesion of Season one of Russian Doll. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It is why because uh, really, when you think about the kids shows that we've watched, it's like they're corny. They're, there's a lot of corn it's on the cob. Daniel Day Lewis in there. They're great <laughs> films. <laughs> this was. This is why I'm saying I was like, oh, this is for babies because like nothing makes sense. It's all just like weird visual, stimulation, visual and sound. Stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's like like when they when they cut to the long zookeeper song with the children. What the hell is that? Just like clips of animal stock footage. 
And the kids like, aren't guy. even looking at the camera. They're just like the milling farmer, around the stage. Our farmer loves this guy or whatever. Uh, you almost imagine uh, this being the video that's projected on the big screen of like a baby bar in downtown LA. Yes. Where they want to play something close. So it's like, okay, put some animals baby up there, bar. put a puppet. Yeah, exactly. Put a freaking whatever. Just little kids um, singing. Either at, he's asking kids questions in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, which uh, I'm sure is like the guy actually there and they're interacting yeah. with him and stuff but which yeah. i can't believe those parents signed a release form for guy i mean yeah it's pretty wild I, I do want to play <laughs> one of the clips from the episode we did not all watch together in which Amazing. he uh he ruined someone's art project wow, Miss Deegan, you're an artist well huh. thank you gerber you're i like welcome. this picture too me too oh, oh, gerber. oh, oh, oh you've ruined oh, it oh Miss Deegan, i'm sorry i didn't mean to make the cup spill <laughs> what's what's oh. Jesus about oh. that? Oh. <laughs> oh, hi, there you are. Hey, do you ever wonder hey. what it would be like if you could be a kite? No. <laughs> I've never wondered Did you clip all of this from the Everything is Terrible video? Are you video? kidding me? And then he turns into a kite. He's wow, I'm a kite, man. Just, oh, yes. Here I go. got feet, but... No Do house. LSD or mushrooms and watch this. But what if we all... I don't think you'd feel good. Gabby, Caroline, can I propose something? Mushrooms and Gerbert? Well, I was going to say, let's lock the door. Let's hide our car keys or give them to Nate. Mm-hmm. The three of us smoke salvia. <laughs> and put on I want my first time on Gerbert salvia on be me watching this friggin' gen- genitalist puppet. <laughs> You, you can't see these gentleness from here. I've heard from a very okay. reliable source. <laughs> from a source it's that looked at him every night, just in awe of the majesty of the utter Saw symmetry and roundness. In that. And also, this episode too did reflect sort of the um, almost a tangential understanding of the word tangential, in which they just come back from commercial break and they yeah. do. Okay, everybody. It's a song about firemen. And when they're putting out a fire, they wear lots of special clothes and a mask to protect. They were the first responders there at the scene at 9 11. They inhaled a lot of smoke. Man, this is making, this is reminding me of um, Mr. Rogers again and making me like respect him all the more. Again, for not being a bullshitter? Yeah, because yeah. he would talk about, like, kids are complex beings. You should talk about 9-11 on your show <laughs> and not just show, like, a nonsense fireman song. I just am like... Well, the North Tower just went down. <laughs> neighbor. Oh, no. A lot okay. of neighbors oh lost today. God, Rogers! <laughs> it's okay. not a beautiful day a in the neighborhood of, of Manhattan. <laughs> are you kidding me? Kevin, you're canceled. Oh, my God. I'm canceled. It's okay. I'm, I'm surprised it's for this. Yeah, and and by the way, in, in this other episode, again, that you guys uh, didn't watch because I didn't make you, he does show more of a range of emotion because in this one, he's just like kind of a little sad, sad kid because yeah. the cat doesn't love him. Right. In the other episode, he gets angry. Oh, I'm so mad and scary. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm going to need a clip of that. <laughs> it's my new alarm clock. Yeah. Because I truly wasn't even sure or what the message or lesson of this cat episode yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah, was it that, that too. your cat won't always love you, but you? it almost seemed to be about boundaries. Yeah, because eventually she was like, you should hold him gently and yeah. don't force him into the tub. 
and, and also it like was a good time. consent. <laughs> yeah, like basically. Yeah, it was like he he some he's like cats are like kids. You know, they sometimes they want to play, sometimes they don't want to play. Sometimes yeah. they want to hang out, sometimes they don't. Oh yeah, I do have a clip of that. You can't. Oh, Gertrude doesn't seem like a hateful cat. Well, he wouldn't take a bath or play Captain Town me with me camp. or anything. <laughs> yeah, he may say. like you, but he doesn't like me. Oh, like it makes you feel sad me. to think your cat doesn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking forward to doing everything together. Well, Gerbert, animals are a lot like you and me. And sometimes they like to play and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they want to be held and sometimes they just want to be left alone. Maybe your cat does like you. He just doesn't want to play right now. He looks pretty happy just being held gently and softly petted. Yeah. You know, Gerbert, I bet he does like you. Okay. I feel like this was made by someone who, like, their kid kept strangling their cat. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Well, anytime like, you put a kit around. Yeah. Yeah, the episode was about animals and, like, taking care of them, I think. And then, yeah. you know, and God made animals. We get to name them. Uh, this episode yeah. was also about me on a date. Well, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. And I'll say that at the restaurant. I won't even wait. I just assume. Oh, why don't they get in there with you? I'm so sorry. I want to watch Cat Dog. I, it, I. I don't know this cat dog reference. Oh, I was I was an angry young man, and uh, I wanted to see cat dog, and I threw a tantrum, and then my dad spanked me at Universal oh, Studios, Universal Florida Studios, in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> and it's triggering to this very day. Um, um, I do like Farmer Justin. I think he's a nice Farmer man. Justin. Hey. Yeah, he remember when he gets down on his hands and knees and goes up to the cow? But is this stock footage? It absolutely is, right? I don't know. I, I think, think it's specially shot for the show. It seems like, yeah, pretty Because the show cuts depth. away from the puppet wanting a kitty to just like, here's how farms work. I know. Yeah, With but it was like no... an animal shelter, you know, for like like animals that got left behind and stuff. But the voiceover person wasn't Gerber. <laughs> it was somebody else. Right, that's was what I mean. Child. What was that segment? Gerber. Yeah, Gerbert. Well, that Gerbert. was confusing oh, yeah, I too. Because there's Gerber... Babies. Baby food, and then there's Gerbert, Gerbert. grown man. <laughs> Wasn't confusing to <laughs> me dad. because I have never heard of Gerbert until this podcast. Oh, uh, I'm so glad. Did that, you know yeah. about Gerbert, Caroline? No, uh, I feel like someone had. I've seen it like in an this email. This is the backstory to yeah. every topic we've ever yeah, done like on the show. I, I, it's like I heard of it from an email that I got while no. doing the show. No, um, I avoided Gerbert as much as possible. I don't understand why with uh, scenes like this from uh, Forgive and Forget. Well, Gerbert, there's nothing wrong with feeling angry. Even real angry. Huh? Really? Yes. <sighs> One of the best things you can do with your anger is to talk about it. And that way nobody gets hurt. Sure. So I don't have to be afraid of my angry feelings? No, God made us able to feel all kinds of feelings. And he's felt them too. He said, be angry, but do not sin. Think about your anger upon your bed. I, I should forgive Stu for breaking my kite. Yes. Gerber, wouldn't it be great if Stu really didn't mean to break your kite? If he did it on purpose, would I still have to forgive him? 
Yes. <laughs> He's manic. You see, when you choose to forgive, then it helps your anger go away. That's just the way God made us. Isn't that great? Oh, okay. Seamless just floats off into this like I want to know purgatory land. I want to know what that actress is doing now. Who is oh, that little, oh, that woman, Miss Deegan. Maybe it was Andy's wife. Probably mm. not. That. I mean, this shot in Virginia, and then it moved to Texas for the last two years. Of it's just funny where children's television comes from. That's it's, not New York funny. or Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. I do want to play this song from the end of uh, the forgiveness episode. Okay. I, I've I've learned a lot today. I've learned that <laughs> it's okay to feel angry sometimes. God knows what it's like to feel angry. He's on his knees. He felt angry too. I've learned that he's angry every time I, you know. It's best to just forgive <laughs> and forget when you feel hurt by someone. And I've learned that Stu does like me after all. Go off, Gerber. Go off. <laughs> Is it safe to forgive and forget? Our to a degree. The moon and stars display your light. This sounds like a Tom Waits song. I know. Through that light, I'll rest. Got to baby Kevin <laughs> with his ch- like chin on hearts, his hand. Hearts with my eyes. <laughs> yeah. He looks Word just perfect. like me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> You're wearing that exact outfit, Kevin. I didn't have curly hair like that. <laughs> you had a little face. I was a cuter kid than that. I was. Yeah. All praise is I'm going to find it. <laughs> Listen to this line. And I will lie down with you. Oh, boy. Close to you. Nope. Oh, yeah. Close tight my eyes. Bite your neck. <laughs> Give it little kisses up and down. Ew. See, this what? is the thing. What? This is what I'm talking no. about. It's like love song, love song, love song. Just kidding. This was about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Or this is this about Jesus. This is about. Kid. Or this is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. Just kidding. Now it's sexual. I, I tell you what. What is though, happening? I'd rather watch three more Gerbert episodes than go see Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin was about Jesus the whole time. It wasn't. He's a Christian. <laughs> Wait, he? does Aladdin get saved in the new one? Mm-hmm. Wow, no, that's really cool. He's a missionary. That's awesome. What does it mean when? What happens? What does it mean when you get saved? Oh no, is this what happens? Is this a trick podcast? <gasps> Gabby, I'm so We're glad so you glad asked. You asked. Um, Are you guys waiting Gabby, for me to ask? If, if everyone could just get onto your some, knees. Some literature. God. Father, Thank you for our Father, curious Gabby that's here with, with us. No one can see you. <laughs> you you big, both didn't have to get on your knees. Big God with a big hog. No one Thank can you. see you. Our God has an awesome, awesome hog. It swings. No one can see either of you. And yet for the podcast listener, they both did just get on their knees. <laughs> I'll see you in heaven, babe. And now you're a Christian. <laughs> Is that all it takes? The only okay, so in that first episode though, the only mention of the Bible is when uh that girl says Hey Gobert, remember remember in the Bible how Adam had to name all its animals? Spit it out. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how uh you wanna take that again, you dumbass? Uh did you rehearse it all? Yeah, Ryan. She hey, never worked what? again. Ah, uh, I guess I should have supervised tech today. Oh, I guess it's a day for a Gerber to kill a career. <laughs> Oh my god. And then they You're an under five, you bitch. 
Okay, wait. You're not yeah. in the union. Yeah, but not a lot about the thing. Well, and then there was like Adam naming animals. I think that was it otherwise. That was it. And then yeah. they played the Bob Dylan song from Slow Coming. <laughs> it's funny that um, cats are so uh, a-religious that you can't even fit God into them, really. Yeah. Why wasn't it a dog? Who the fuck is... Yeah, a dog would have been so much better. On set. Hey, can I propose a compromise between a cat and a dog? <laughs> If I may, what if you fuse the two together? Kevin, this is not the time. Hilarious cartoon out of it. No, hear me out. Disgusting. It's an abomination. No, you just think of the fan art we looked at. I did not like that. I have a further question. Yes, ma'am. Remember at the end when he's like hitting on that one girl? <laughs> no, Camisa. Oh yeah, he's like, and what about you, Camisa? What were you drawing? And yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, like something. No. Well, that's when it crosses from like you know an adult man doing a puppet who's trying to like charm a yeah. little kid, but it is still like a little boy puppet. He says weird. something like, "I love Camisa's smile." He says something creepy. <laughs> Wait, we gotta go you back. Gotta to go that. back. I didn't roll the tape. Yeah, we'll roll the tape. Roll the tape on the very end saying, where they're like, drawing. I'm Did you have any other stray? zebra fence? <laughs> oh my gosh. What does he say? I want to hear the bathtub quote again, too. <laughs> That's bad as well. Oh, see you later, alligator. <laughs> yeah, he hits on the little girl. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that was fun. So, what are you going to name him? Um, Get it together. Well, I think I am going to call him Doe. Do? Yeah. You know why? Because he can do whatever he wants to do. And I'll still know that he loves me. And I'll still love him. And I'll still love Kamisha. (laughs) And I'll still love Kamisa. (laughs) Yeah, and she, like, blushes. I I took that to be a friendship, not Gerbert's hitting on this girl. Mm -hmm. It came out of nowhere. Who the hell's Camisa? We don't know Gerbert's orientation. But it's so weird to be like, and that's the end of this, like, (laughs) and I love my cat, and I love this random girl. (laughs) None of you people, bye. She wasn't part of the story at all. The under five that screwed up the day. We had to reset. (laughs) It was a loose set. Things could fly. Unreal. This is why I think it was all improvised, and then they just edit. They edited around it. Can you imagine an improvised puppet show? Something that's like fully. Can we have a suggestion? I've been a part of that. There's no script. I don't think there. I will bet you a hundred dollars. There are no script. Forty-eight episodes. No script. Zero script. Zero scripts. Ever I bet written. they let him loose, like Robin Williams as the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> oh, they let him loose in a studio and then animate around it. Two comedy geniuses. Nanu, <laughs> Nanu. <laughs> My God. You'll never know what it's like to wake up next to a woman you love. Wow. That's, that's from Goodwill Hunting. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, Gerbert. His little monologue to Matt range. Damon. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Oh, hello. That's him as Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Okay. Well, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? <laughs> this voice is, is so good, though. It's fun to do. It's I'll take really money good. to change all my profiles to just <laughs> <Do> a Gerbert <laughs> photo. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on your Tinder. Can you please Put it on your Tinder. Your and just, pig. why don't you want to get in the bathtub? <laughs> Is the only bio available. And it's like, uh, drugs, no oh, thank you. Oh, 
Make that your Tinder. Make that your Tinder. Well, we'll see. Maybe for a Patreon. No, oh, this bribery. Uh, let's. Uh, do we have any other stray observations I don't about think so, Gerbert no. before we get to our final judgment? Cat was cute. His little soul. Very yeah, cute cat. Uh, we did do this because you like cats, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, cat you're welcome. Did not want to be there. No. Actively scratching Mrs. Deegan. Okay, let's <laughs> let's do the over under on how many people in this production wanted to be there <laughs> <laughs> on any level. Camisa, and that's Camisa it. Camisa, for sure. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, the way this works, Gabby, we give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Holy toast or holy roast? Holy toast, we send Gerbert and his dickless little body all the way to heaven. <laughs> I never got to use it. Uh, holy roast. <laughs> we send Gerbert to hell. To hell. Oh, it's hot down here. <laughs> or, oh, fuck. <laughs> this sucks shit, man. <laughs> or, or we send him to purgatory. The space between. The space drunk with power <laughs> and I don't know well why don't you want to get in the bathtub well I'm wondering no I'm wondering now because there is a voice that I've somehow been doing all my life that's Gerbert for, for various like stuffed animals starting in like high school and college yeah. like this oh come on man Wait, this, hasn't this come up before when you said it was probably a Gerbert voice or it was a McGee voice? No, 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 voice? no, no, no. It was, mon- it was a little stuff. It was a sock monkey okay. that I used to, yeah, but the used voice. to have and don't have now. Oh, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, and I've been like, oh, yeah, what? Like, I, I, maybe it's Gerbert. Maybe I it is Gerbert. I think Gerbert infiltrated you. Oh, no. It's slightly less nasal Gerbert. Hey, with any luck, Gerbert's going to be infiltrating me a lot. <laughs> 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 do I have to? <laughs> oh man! He's gonna do what he's gonna do. <laughs> um, uh, we start with Carol. Oh my god! I don't even know what to say about this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you mean? It's. I'm gonna give it a space between. Okay. Let me let me ask you what you think about it in comparison to Salty Bible Man Donut Man Frickin. Colby the Christian Gosh. robot. These all, are not. Are you fucking with these me? These are all real. I'm not fucking with you. These are all real. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like it's in a class apart because it's like for a younger age range a You're little right. bit. It's a class apart. That's right. <laughs> First class, baby. It's, it's a league of its own. Um, so I, uh, I think it's a little bit worse because I feel like at least at those shows they like had an idea of what they were trying to say. <laughs> there was a beginning, middle, and end, yeah. not just like a fever dream of yeah, but montages. Gerbert and- was faster, which I appreciated, and they they trimmed the fat on some stuff. You know, there weren't too many kids songs. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm doing keto right now. <laughs> Gerbert is a fitness. It's melting God. off of me. <laughs> Uh, but, but I, I do struggle were... with body dysmorphia. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He's got comparison oh, problems. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, we've all been there. About that, you gotta accept yourself, Gerbert. Uh, but I think it would be kind of fun to watch if I was a kid. And uh, I like this cat, so it's basically it would be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> all right, we turn it to Gabby. I'm gonna give it a space between. All right. Oh. I think. You're a real uh, trooper to even have oh, finished this. So I, I, I love anything like that is just 
I, I, I admire the imagination and creativity that came up with the non sequiturs. Non sequitur after non sequitur yes. after non sequitur. It's like weird Twitter, yeah. but a show. It yeah. Like weird Twitter. Wow. What a what an apt comparison. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it myself. I'm gonna give it a holy toast. Kevin. Because he's my man. My man Gerbert never lets me down. You are Gerbert, and Gerbert is you. Yeah. Is Gerbert you? Oh, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? <laughs> bathtub. Well, okay. Here's the here's the thing about it. Oh no! This is 1988. Yeah, the year you were born, the mm-hmm. year before I was born, and this little puppet. And it's almost like I think back then, just like I don't know, it's some dumb kid show. Put a puppet in it, have them learn lessons. That was like the base. That was yeah. like lowest common denominator stuff. Yeah. Whereas now, it would be like animation stuff, like some dumb CG yeah. animated thing. But with puppetry, there still is this like uncanny human element yeah. to it that they'll never be common denominator stuff again <laughs> it'll only exist in this like stretch of whatever yeah. that is because yeah. now the only puppetry that's going to exist truly in like a mainstream way is like the most excellent stuff on like sesame street or yeah. the muppets and things like that puppets have like a real subtle sense of humor sometimes too <laughs> just because like their bodies are so weird too yeah. that they can like do a funny thing just by like and shrugging you know or something, it's a you know? grown man. I mean, yeah, we didn't even talk about impressive. like the whoa, whoa. I'm What'd sorry. you do? <laughs> Did I break the ox cord? It's me. Gerbert broke our ox cord. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That means you can't play the the. Cl- well, I was just gonna say visually. The idea that he's sitting yeah, like this not. is very hey unsettling. Speaking oh, of Burt Reynolds. didn't see you there. Uh-huh. Hey, don't worry. There's nothing there. <laughs> Smooth as a freaking boulder or whatever. Ew. As a boulder. Yeah. Like a wreck. Uh, yeah. So, Gerbert, I mean, I and I, I texted my sister, too. I was like, did we watch Gerbert? Because my thing watching it those last couple of days was like, Gerbert's a freaking freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's barely a Christian, really, at least yeah. in the one we watched. It was like, how po- how why did I... popular was this with our family? And why? I did not understand. What did your sister say? My sister said, did you watch Big Little Lies yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> she knows you and she loves you. Right. Uh, yeah, and she knows. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he just said, ha-ha, he's weird. <laughs> My mom didn't respond to me at all when I was asking about it. She just said, Three times a week. Can you give me pictures from this trip we just oh. went on? <laughs> yeah, that's what moms care about. Yeah, I think they, so. Moms stay wanting you to send them pictures. Uh, but listen, we're not the final word on this. You're the final word, dear listener. So get out there on at Christian Fun Pod. You can give it a roast or toast. So get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. Is that killing you? What? No, because I'll replace him post. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just an Oxford Who said situation. Pokemon go to the polls? Miss Hillary Rodham Clinton. Okay, great. I yeah. just was trying to remember, and that's Pokemon. really good. And remember to watch Ballers. What do you think uh, Buttigieg's favorite show is right now? I mean, it's not Big Little Lies? Probably uh, Probably. I bet it's his husband's favorite show, for sure, right? Why? His husband like uh, is kind of wild on Twitter. Oh, yeah, he's like the fun one in that couple. I think. Oh, that's oh well, that's lovely. <laughs> but all right, we had a good time, but now it's time <laughs> to bring it down. <laughs> we all know what that sound means, and I'll be playing throughout the rest of the episode. Put it in in post. 
Gabby, we're dimming the lights in here. We are lighting candles and we're creating a holy space. Even more holy, if possible, than the one you experienced at camp. Okay. If possible. It's time to do business with Pod. <laughs> the way it might work on other shows, Gabby, is you might promote yourself and plug your projects and tour dates and your 20 books coming out this year. La, la, la. But we don't do that here. We lift them up to our listeners and to God mm-hmm. as a holy and loving sacrifice. And we start with Caroline. Um, you can follow me if you want, but you should probably get off your phone. I've been listening to a lot of unplugging podcasts, you know, about social media lately. And I'm like, just like what? Stop following me, you know. Like, get, go go live your life. Um, Wait, I w- plus, no. I'm not doing it like for career reasons. Like, so I don't even know why I ask that every week. You said stop following me. I want a hundred people to stop following me. Unfollow Well, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't unfollow <laughs> hey, me whoa, if you're already whoa, whoa, following whoa. me. Stick around, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you can find me at Caroline Sparts. Um, and then to lift up the speak, I don't. Oh gosh, I don't have anything on my mind. Here. It's okay. It was three days since last we recorded. I know, Maybe and I, I keep like a list the world in my phone. Since then. Let me uh, let me lift up the steal one then, real quick. Do you just want to steal one of mine from a couple weeks ago? <laughs> Do you have a list in your phone as uh, well? Yeah, we lift up something we're enjoying. No, no, I know. Do you keep yeah. a list of potential lift-ups? Uh, I should, but I don't. I do. No. Um, I'll lift up a podcast I was listening today called Naked with Kat Sadler, only because uh, Jennifer Lawrence was on it, and I like she's, listening to her talk. Well, she's really relatable. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, she's beautiful, but she eats pizza. Okay, I can't with that. She like. When is she's giving me life? Oh my god! What? <laughs> Do you would you say yes, Queen to her? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh... Well, I mean, if we were in a situation in which it, it called for it, I wouldn't immediately say it to her when like I did to her, you. Yeah. When you saw her, you wouldn't yell yes, Queen. No. no okay. No, 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 no. Okay, I get it. And by the way, there's hardly anyone I do that with at all. Yeah, I earlier do, you I said you admire in, me, so I'm going to hold on I to that. I do admire you. I have a lot of personal and professional respect for you in both areas of your life. Yeah, <laughs> take admired. it. Take the compliment. I think king and queen should like be our generation's like, yes, sir, no, sir. Like You should just like default it like, thank you, queen. Thank you, king. Yes, queen. No, but it's queen. very gender binary, so you would have to just call some people like monarch. Thanks, monarch. Yeah, thank you, jester. Yes, Thanks, majesty. your highness. Your yeah. majesty. Yeah, your majesty's your great. Your majesty. Or your grace. Hey. Oh, grace oh boy. Grace. Oh, boy. R.I.P. Game of Thrones. Take, take the lead here. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to lift up, Gabby? Up? Anything going on in your life? Oh, you gosh. Uh, at Gabby Dunn on Twitter, at Gabby Road on Instagram. Um, and I have a book that comes out uh, called Please Send Help. It comes out in July, and I'm touring with my comedy partner, Allison, a fellow Jew. Um, and our tour dates are at GabbyandAllison.com slash uh, GabbyandAllison.com slash tour dash dates. Um, and you can find all the cities that we're going to be in and come see us doing live podcast taping. Hey. We're doing book signings. Check it out. Just like get into us. Figure out who we are. Lift them up in Lift. a city near you. Yes. Lift us up. <laughs> Lift us up. <laughs> Lift us up. What's something you're enjoying that you want to lift up? You know, enjoy is a tough word. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what is enjoy? What is joy? What is you joy? Know what I mean, a great movie starring Caroline Spirit Animal, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> Spirit animal. I don't you, say that anymore. It was yeah. literally your Twitter handle. Exactly. Wait, what? I got better. No. Oh, you got in trouble. 
No, she you didn't got dragged, exposed, and canceled. I got uh, educated. Honestly, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. I'm trying to think of who deserves to be lifted up. Hey, and this time, Phoebe Waller Bridge probably deserves to be lifted I'm, up. No, but I'm saying, like, okay, but if I lift up some stuff that I like and it's already popular, then it's like, that's it's okay. the That's the trick with this one. It's like, what's Kevin worth will it? Roast you, but you can do it. Not yeah. a guest. I never roast a guest for whatever dumb thing they say. <laughs> Like, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think you'll say a dumb thing. You know, I just rewatched the Adams Family films, and I think they're pretty good and they hold up. That's a good one. All right. Adams Family, Adams Family Values. Who's MVP? Houston? What? And those? Angelica Houston? Who's like well, the best Edward one? Well, and Raul Julia is amazing. Yeah. The guy who plays uh, uh, Gomez is awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a combo of. Uh, Christopher Lloyd and Joan Cusack in the second one. Oh. Christina Ricci's doing some of her best work. Um, I just like I, I just uh, went to a Beetlejuice themed restaurant in LA, and then I got back into my Ooh, sp- my fun? spooky roots. It's pretty weird. It's a weird place. Okay. And then I you so can only call I, for your waiter three times. And then he arrived. <laughs> That's great. So I so I enjoyed uh, those movies. Um, and then if you like spooky stuff, there's a fun, my friends do a fun podca- podcast called Buffering, and it's a, a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's really yes, cute, yes, 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 and yes, it's, yes. A great, it's a great little podcast. That's the one where they write the songs, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll lift up the podcast, Why'd You Push That Button, uh, from Ashley Carmen and Caitlin Tiffany. It's a very good podcast about different parts of technology and social media and makes it very personal they're like really engaging like really sweet good hosts a lot of empathy mm-hmm. it's like a uh it's almost like a smaller scale version of reply all stuff mm-hmm. where they'll talk to different people and i've get been into... listening to this have show. you really yeah i think because of you was it you who sent me an episode yeah because yeah. they shouted out <laughs> a friend of ours uh they had a guest on that threw shade at a friend of ours for doing something oh Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, but they're they're great. I like it. I like them like really journalistic podcasts, and I feel like that's the way they approach it. Like they start with kind of their own touch point problem or something, and then get experts. And yeah, but journalistic stories. and like I'd say it's like a nice blend though. Yeah, because there's it's very relationship forward. It's pretty relaxed. And it just feels like people talking, and it's not. It's the daily. Yeah, I'm Michael oh, Barbaro. And it's such a good one on. Um, like these uh, Instagram museum kind of places and they, mm-hmm. they talked about that for a while and why people go or why people stop going and then they actually talked with the um, the woman who runs like the Refinery29 mm-hmm. one that's like the big one that kind of started it and all and she made the great point actually we're different <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it was so it was so interesting to hear her like have to defend it a little bit and, and like how she would define wh- what they're doing and it was like it's not actually a museum. It's actually an experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's a great podcast. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash good Christian fun. Go to iTunes. Uh, not iTunes anymore. The artist formerly known as iTunes. Apple Podcasts now. Leave us a review. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This one's charity is. Equal Justice Initiative. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Gabby, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. Gabby. What a lovely, perfect beautiful jewish guest thank you I'll a jewish finally... queen who i admire on every level i'll finally see you post a photo from an episode and not feel furious <laughs> finally. <laughs> uh and there's nothing left to say except for in all of pod's people said amen, amen. i guess we'll go out with uh 
with the zookeeper song. Oh, wow. The zookeeper. Yours would be the poo keeper. The poo peeper. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, hi y'all, it's me, McGrant. Y'all miss me? I haven't been on these last few episodes, right? I know, I know, I miss me too. Okay, just having some fun, just having some fun. Well, welcome back to me, uh, first and foremost. And second and foremost, next week on GCF, Kevin and Caroline are covering Jackie Velasquez. Uh, you know, she's a singer, I wouldn't say she's like a queen of Christian pop or nothing, but she's fine, I guess. So that's next week on the show. They're just going to be talking about her stuff. Probably like the late 90s, early 2000s stuff. That's the sweet spot. It's episode 91. They're still finding new and fun things to do and new ways to do it. So y'all, just hang tight. Uh, I'm going to be with you for now and forever, except for the weeks in which maybe they didn't schedule it out quite so they know exactly what they're doing the next week. And maybe that's why you haven't heard me these last few weeks. But, you know, whatever. Uh, So that's next week on GCF. Amy, Mother Grant. Sorry, I'm getting choked up just saying this. It's been so long. Amy, Mother Grant. Over and out. That was a HeadGum Podcast.